0: Hello, my name is Chris Mikowski, and welcome to Sharing with the Community, a podcast from the town of Kiowa Island. Today, I'm very excited to welcome, well, our first guest, but now a uh, guest again, Mayor John Labriola. How are you doing today, Mayor?
1: Fine, Chris. Fine. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast. I'm very excited to uh, get to um, reconvene and have a conversation with you. And, um, you know, kind of to start, we're in 2023. We made it through 2022. Um, 2023. We, I'm sure there's so many. Um, you know, it's a new year. So, to start, what are some of the biggest challenges you feel the town of Kiwa Island is facing as we are entering this this new year?
1: Well, thanks for doing this again, Chris. I think these are these have been very productive for the community for the past couple of years. So, thank you again. Thank you. Um, I think there are four, and, and kind of let me walk through them yeah. with you, and I think um, they're all interrelated in many ways. The first and certainly foremost for me, and I, I think for, should be for all, it will be for all of council, is really the, the financial security of the town. Um, we are at a point where we are as strong financially um, as we've ever been. Our fund reserves, our balance sheets, our operating statements um, are just doing very, very well. Um, we've just completed uh, an audit, which you know we had high reg- hard marks on the audit. So financially, we're very, very strong. However, that strength um, and understanding what makes us so strong is really what has my concern. These past three years, four years, um, because of the cons- because of things that happened outside of our control, we became very, very profitable. Mm-hmm. Meaning, um, because of the pandemic, we had a remarkable number of visitors that came to the island, and that was good. And they saw our beautiful island but they also had a very positive effect on our revenue stream. We also saw a remarkable increase in our housing starts. And although that brought inconveniences relative to traffic and the like, um, that had a big impact on our revenue stream. And because of the pandemic and the concerns that everybody had relative to the pandemic, we really focused on cost containment. So we kept our costs down as best as we could. Mm -hmm. And probably, as much as anything, the biggest factor, we really didn't have any major expenses associated with storms. So really, it's the it's the function of those four activities, increased revenue, cost control, and really cost avoidance, the town's in the position that it's in right now financially, which is very, very good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, when I look out at 2023 and beyond, it is obvious that those conditions were unpredictable. And um, we, as the somewhat the stewards of the community, the municipal officers, have to be very mindful of the fact that what took place the last two, three, four years may not take place over the next five years. So we have to be very, very careful about decisions made, Expenditures made, monitoring our resources. That becomes of critical importance. The next three items, I think, Chris, to me, kind of flow together, and I'll try to walk through them. Yeah, Um, I think it is important that we actually engage and promote what I refer to as constructive discourse. Mm. What do I mean by that? I think not only just the Kiowa community, but I think society as a whole have really allowed um, a la- absence of civility to enter into too many discussions, too many meetings, too many written material. And I I think that lack of civility is harmful. I'm not being Pollyannish. I My reason for saying that is not that we all get along so that everybody is happy. It's not that at all. But an absence of civility and not having constructive discourse influences decisions that are made, business decisions, decisions made on the best part of the community, decisions made on the part of the municipal officers, decisions made on the part of other types of other community leaders. So I think constructive discourse is very, very important. Mm -hmm. Just by the nature of our community, there's tension. There's full-time residents and part-time residents and visitors. There's developers. Um, There's just a lot of activity on our quiet little community that most (laughs) days is not so quiet. So how you deal with that constructive tension by having constructive discourse, I think is of critical importance. And that is something that I hope we continue, we, we improve, and we continue to improve over these next, these next years. Mm-hmm. And it becomes evident in our, my next major, I think, major objective, and that is the comprehensive plan. The comprehensive plan represents an opportunity for all community members to truly come together. All of those stakeholders that I mentioned, full and part-time residents, visitors, our developers, all the different associations, et cetera, to come together to understand what has taken place in this community in the past that has led it to become where it's at right now. And for many of us, all of us, who retired and moved here. And we moved here because we love this environment, we love the people, we love everything about it. Um, So we're here now. And I think that is an opportunity to become actively and to participate in in the comprehensive plan so that it truly doesn't become a document that is on our shelves, but truly something that people in the community know and understand the history and the future. And then, Chris, quite frankly, the last is, is to emphasize engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, we, have, we have wonderful partners with the Community Association. We have wonderful partners with the Kiowa Conservancy. Um, uh, the community is so critical to their and ours um, uh, input and understanding of what's taken place and, and, and the effect that it has. We have to continue to encourage that. We have to continue to encourage people to become engaged, to, to read what is printed, to, to come to meetings, to participate, to ask questions, to challenge. I understand the tension that, I, again, I don't, I don't mean to imply at all that people come and sit passively, but to become and actively engage in these discussions. Um, so that all the stakeholders at the at the end of you know a period of time can look back and say we have made things truly, truly better, mm-hmm. and I I think that that's I think that that should be the type of goal that we all we all particularly you know however in our particular situation we should hope for. Um, I mentioned the community association and the conservancy, and they are wonderful partners. We have two developers that are very good partners also. They have different motives. They have profit motives for their respective organization. We have to understand that. We have to respect that. But they have been good partners. I think uh, in both cases, they have had the well-being of the community in mind because they realize that their success is predicated on a, on a positive community and vice versa. Um So they too become very active stakeholders. So again, um, it kind of ties a lot of these things together. I go back to my initial comments about finance. You know, I I hope that everything just continues to roll along, that (laughs) hurricanes continue to miss us and people wish to continue to come and visit us and people want to buy homes and build homes and all of those types of things. But again, we just can't be naive to the fact that Things are changing in our environment, our broad environment, our our economy as a whole. Uh, We are certainly starting 2023 differently than we've started these past couple of years. Um, So we have to be ready for all of that. So um, that's a uh, a long-winded explanation, Chris, in terms of as I see here right now. Uh, My wife and I have lived in this community since uh, 2010. So we have seen a lot of things happen. Yeah. And um, we, we knew when we bought here in 1997 um, that this was going to be a place that, well, we didn't know for sure we were going to retire here, but as it turned out, we did. <laughs> um, but it has just been a, I, I think, I think most people would say it has been a wonderful experience since most of us are from someplace else. And, yeah. Um, to kind of, you know, live the lives that we've been able to live these past years. So, um, I want to be able to have future generations be able to say the same thing. So yeah, that's, yeah. um uh, those were th- my thoughts, Christopher. <laughs> no,
0: I, I appreciate you, uh, digging in on both the, the challenges you see in 2023, but in some of the goals and aspirations that you see for 2023 and beyond. And, uh, you know, as I was listening, I was taking some notes. And I would like to go back and just ask a couple questions if that's okay with you, um, mr Uh, Moffitt, we had a conversation um in the previous uh podcast and he the first thing that he saw as a as a goal um and somewhat of a challenge um moving forward is you know being able to be more aware or be more aware of the of our fiscal you know where we're at um financially mm-hmm. and really kind of being almost also proud of where we're at too, you know, that we are, um, in a place where, um, you know, we can, we can manage maybe a, a disaster, but we, it depends. You, you can't, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you, this is not something that we can just pat ourselves on the back and forget. This is something that we have to continuously, you know, make the community aware of um, that we are just um, trying our best and doing everything we can to be fiscally, resp- uh, re- you know, responsible. Correct? Would you Would you agree? Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think is what we've seen. Oh my gosh! You know, you turn on the news, especially come the fall of the year, and you see the um, um, the horrific impact that. These hurricanes can have in these communities. It's and crazy. Santa, I mean, you know, they can go community by community, uh, places that we visited, places that we know, places that we know people that have purchased there. I mean, it can have devastating effect. It's, yeah, and, uh, and we're not immune from that. Um, that that probably is the biggest. That that probably has to be always foremost in everybody's mind. That mm-hmm. not only the preparedness and attention to it as we do as all of you do in terms of – or all of the staff does in terms of preparing the community for what to take place if there is a communi- uh, is a hurricane, but just to realize the financial impact that it may have also. So as I said earlier, you know, as stewards of the community, uh, that's what we have to be mindful for. And we have reserves. There's yeah. there's no question. We're very fortunate we have reserves. But as we've seen, these things can have impact. But anyway, you know, not want to dwell on the, the, the negative – but yeah, we financial financial security is something we should all be very proud of. Um and, and it has it, it is it is positive and I think if anybody wants to read that auditor's report, they would take great pride in terms yeah. of what the auditor said about the financial condition of the town. Um but anyway, just a just an understanding of that.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree and we could go I said the same thing in Mr. Moffitt's episode we could go 150 years without another major hurricane or there could be one in this year. Mm-hmm. Right. And we just don't know. So um, knowing the community, just knowing that, you know, the town is doing everything they can to prepare for, you know, this type of disaster. But like you said, you know, we don't want to focus on, on the, right. on the negatives. Um, my next question that um kind of talking about some of our goals and, um, and challenges is, is the dialogue aspect and making sure, um, civil conversation is happening between, you know, the community members and, um, people outside of the community, the town. And this has been a reoccurring theme ever since I kind of started, uh, talking with council members and, and you, so, I see in all of you, and, th- and this is for me, I can see how important it is that you, every single mayor, council members, want to both, one, listen. They're encouraged to listen. But, two, are encouraging the community just to, um, for better lack of terms, agree to disagree sometimes. You know, and um, for that, m- where I'm leading here is how in your opinion what are some ways that we can as a town um implement maybe some more um you know community um you know communication to happen for example um the other council members talked about having a a i don't know what the term would be but like a get together allowing um you community members to come and, and talk with them and ask questions. What are your thoughts on on that and maybe if you have any thoughts and opinions on some other things that we can do? Chris,
1: I mean, my, uh, my entire career was working in healthcare
0: care mm-hmm.
1: and um, one of the fascinating things about being in that business and being having the opportunity to, to lead the, the group. Was the enormous um, disparities we had? Um, we had healthcare workers with high school degrees to all the way to individuals that had PhDs and MDs and some of the most skilled and trained. Yeah. We had certainly bumps along the road, but the that the value that we kept forward was the importance of the patient. And um, and we emphasize so much trust and respect in each other. And all these disparate groups of employees, again, whether they were high-paid physicians and administrators or, you know, cooks and housekeepers and, and the like, to have respect and trust in each other to be able to make sure that the patient was primary care. Okay, my point is, we don't have those huge disparities yeah. you know i think we're the 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 climate here the ethnicity here the the diversity here is not as broad as as we found in a in a in a hospital but i think that in saying that there's still tension mm-hmm. and I, as i mentioned the tension you know between the different ha- why people are living here, full time, part time, et cetera, et cetera, and I think that civility has to be built around trust and respect. Yeah, trust and respect in your neighbors, trust and respect in your community and your community officials, trust and respect in your um, different organizations, um, because I think with that comes confidence in terms of the decisions that are made. Yeah, and the like. I have the utmost confidence in. And the members of the community association, and the mm-hmm. conservancy, and, and as I mentioned, the developers, and that they're trying to do the best thing for for the community, and hopefully that is reciprocal. They have the same type of trust and confidence in us. So, so how do you build that? Oh my! I mean, there's books written on how you can <laughs> on how you can build that, and I applaud everybody's efforts to try to do more. You know, so whether it's Oh gosh, we can all go back to our 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 experience in business um, in terms of things that we did to build trust, and um, and I I think we can apply many of those practices here. Um, we're the one common theme. We're all volunteers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're all neighbors of one another. Yep. Um, and we do these things i i think if you would talk to every councilman or everybody on the Kika board or anybody in the conservancy in one way or another they're trying to give back they're trying to you know i had the privilege of working in a in an organization and working with some remarkable people and i keep those in my mind a lot yeah and i feel as though that i'm giving back what i can do here or what i can do but others can do it. And I think that we all feel that way. We have no self-interest in anything. Yeah. We we have our, our homes, our family, our the lots that our houses are built on, you know, but these aren't there's no salary being drawn, there's no profit to be gained, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So and I and I think an understanding that whereas that tension may lead to disagreement about about uh, uh a decision that may be made, or uh, uh, an ordinance's is interpreted, whatever it may be, yeah. that everybody's trying to do the right thing for the community. In our particular case as council people, we are trying to fulfill both ordinances made and approved by the community, and statutory that are made and approved by by state law, etc. But none of us come to the table with a particular or we shouldn't come to the table with a particular agenda that we want something done for just one a particular reason that it's self-serving and i think those are what begins to erode trust and confidence so i think we have to as management techs you kind of have to walk the walk so i think we all have to be willing to expose ourselves and we have to be willing to say to the community we do these things we make these decisions we interpret the you know the way we think is best for the community or what was effectively approved by the community in terms of ordinances. And I, so I, I applaud everybody's efforts to try to do more than that, but it all boils down to doing the, doing the job that we're in our case, what we're elected for um, the community association elected for the conservancy. They were appointed for, you know, everybody doing what they were supposed to do. And then I think that's what builds that confidence.
0: You know, you bring up that good point: um, confidence, trust, and uh, it comes down to both. Um, you know the communications, and you know the, the, our department here, my department, and and how we are going to approach different communications. And that's where the podcast was born, and trying to build more of that vocal trust you know listening to that to the voice and there's other ways that it can be done and i think in 2023 the community is going to see you know initiatives from the town and enhancing those those communications and when it comes to the community outreach and and building you know even more trust because i swear i say this in every podcast episode but we're we're we are all under the same umbrella we all care about our hidden paradise here and you know so let's you know and everyone i've talked to um whether they're associated with the town or you know working with the town any of our guests every single one of them you can see i can see at least um how much y'all care about the community about the town about this island about the wildlife and about the future and that's another theme that i've heard a lot is the future you know our our kids our our grandkids our our, our grandkids kids you know you know going down all those generations every single person i've spoke to that is really that is either on council or a resident or even staff members that is important to them. They want to keep this tradition going. They want to keep it going. So, it's encouraging to hear that and I think that should be encouraging for the community as well that um that you're thinking in the now, but you very you know often are thinking 2023 and beyond too, right? Um but outside of that, Mr. Mayor, Um, Is there anything else you would like to share, um, you know, to our listeners about maybe some other goals or visions that you have for the town, um, you know, before we uh, go our separate ways?
1: Oh, I don't I don't think, Chris, I think most importantly is to wish you uh, good fortunes in your future. You've been you've been a joy to work with these past couple of years, at least for me. And uh, and and I wish you well and. Hopefully we continue these podcasts in some <laughs> in some in some form or another.
0: Yeah, so Mr. You, Mayor, I appreciate that. And you take care of yourself. I appreciate that. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. And I, uh, for any of our listeners, uh, I will be um, stepping away from the town. Um, I hope this podcast does continue. I think it's um, it's uh, very valuable, but. I also uh, would be remiss to just talk about how much I appreciate everyone who has tuned in to every single episode, who has um, you know emailed me with positive feedback, maybe some you know negative feedback or some uh, I would say constructive feedback. <laughs> I think um, that was needed. I, I've heard a lot of different um, suggestions, and their suggestions have been taken. And I I do hope that the town and whoever takes this role on next, um, continues this. Um, and I sure will be listening <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, no, um, for anyone in the community, I will miss all of you guys. And I will, um, um, and I appreciate uh, everyone's commitment to listening in, but, and Mr. Mayor, I appreciate your kind words. I uh, you sure will be missed and we'll stay in touch. Amen. <laughs> but other than that, uh, thank you, Mr. Mayor so much for your time today. And, um, you know, I I look forward to, you know, seeing what happens in 2023. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. (laughs) Thank you, Chris.